0: Taiwan has seen its first case of monkeypox. A Taiwanese male in his 20s who had been studying in Germany since January flew back to Taiwan last Thursday. On his fifth day of quarantine, he developed a sore throat and a fever. He was diagnosed with the infectious viral skin disease only today. Now moving on to COVID. The daily number of confirmed COVID cases stood at 45,678, which is less than the number from the previous day. But there were still 152 deaths. As the pandemic wanes, restrictions on hospital visits will also be relaxed. Visits to patients under certain conditions will be open to a maximum of two visitors at a fixed time each day. Ordinarily, patients can receive one visitor, but under special circumstances, they may receive two. Wards dedicated to COVID patients will also be reduced. For large hospitals in Taiwan's northern regions, they will stand at 10 to 15 percent of all wards. For hospitals with fewer than 500 beds, they will be reduced to 5 to 10 percent. More rapid test kits will also be available in pharmacies under the government's rationing system starting July 1st. Contrary to popular myth, it is indeed possible to catch COVID more than once, and it might be more dangerous the second time around. Doctors warn not to overlook the risks of a second or third bout of COVID. Some studies show a second infection increases your chances of lots of health problems, and many second infections occur two or three months after the first. Doctors say a full series of vaccines is the best protection.
1: Lots of people think they have a license to do what they like after getting COVID once. But a British study suggests that Omicron is easy to catch again. You're 16 times more likely to get Omicron again in a short period than Delta. An American study on 5.6 million COVID cases found that 12% were a second infection and almost 1% were a third. Some samples even tested as the fourth time a person was infected. After recovery, your natural
2: immunity will begin to recede within 8 to 10 weeks approximately. Omicron is also prone to resisting vaccination, so the chance of reinfection is greater. People who get COVID two or three times have certain high risk factors. In our analysis, the number one risk factor is being HIV positive or having compromised liver or kidney functions, as well as being unvaccinated. This data reminds us all that even after having caught COVID,
1: you must still note whether you might have immunity gaps. Research shows that most second infections occur 79 days after the first infection. Third infections tend to come back faster. By round three, the impact of the virus is worse. Patients report 12 percent higher stress, and the chances of heart or lung disease increase five percent. Risks for diseases of nerves and blood and the chance of diabetes go up, as well as the mortality rate. Almost 10 percent more patients will need a stay in the hospital. If you get COVID again,
2: where we see a big impact is in stress, because many symptoms or organs might be in a high-risk situation. After you get COVID, you should still go and get
1: vaccinated according to schedule. Patients are 20% more likely to develop long-term complications from multiple bouts of COVID. Doctors suggest getting three vaccine shots for the best protection people are 68 percent less likely to need a hospital stay after their third job.
0: The Moderna vaccine for children aged six months to five years old has received emergency use authorization, meaning that the vaccine will be approved for toddlers and other young children by mid-July at the latest. The CECC is planning to give kids in this age group two doses. However, some experts think that it's not enough and that three doses give better protection.
3: The effects on children aged two to five mean that the protective efficacy against the virus is about 82.3 percent. If the first to second jabs give the worst protection, don't just give one jab. One jab is not enough for our protection. They won't have protection until they've had three doses.
0: An estimated 900,000 doses will be made available to kids. In addition to discussing the details about administering the vaccine to kids in this age group, experts will also discuss whether a third shot will be needed in a meeting scheduled for next Wednesday. Another minor breakthrough for diplomatically isolated Taiwan. For the first time, the nation is hosting a conference of the Medical Women's International Association, an institution that is more than 100 years old with members coming from 90 countries. President Tsai Ing-wen hailed the move, noting that diseases like COVID do not respect national borders and politics should not be allowed to obstruct global treatment efforts
2: the 32nd International Congress of NWIA is being held in Taiwan. It is the first time that Taiwan was given this honour.
1: I'm confident that this gathering will help advance international cooperation while highlighting all that Taiwan's women, women doctors contribute to the world. Diseases like COVID-19 do not respect national borders. Which is precisely why politics must not be allowed to obstruct global treatment and prevention efforts. The world faces the ravages of COVID-19,
2: wars around the world, and the devastating
1: effects of climate change.
2: But medical women are breaking barriers. Founded in 1919, the MWIA is not only devoted to specialised research in various medical fields, but also nurtures the career development of female physicians and scientists, even those female physicians who go into politics. Currently there are 90 member states. The Taiwan Medical Women's Association joined the MIWA in 1956. After China's counterpart organization joined, in recent years it has tried to push for Taiwan to be described as a region of China. Fortunately, the MIWA has never accepted this proposal.
3: Medical circles are unyielding about this, and we've gotten even more support from other nations. I think the MWIA is very cooperative with the Taiwan Medical Association. But in the face of continuous suppression from China, which is deploying various means to do this, Taiwan should be even more united.
2: Owing to the pandemic, the Congress was held both in person and online. The DPP's latest podcast from its official podcast channel also focused on the rights of women doctors and epidemic prevention.
3: Other American and European countries are now even open to not wearing masks. You can go outside and have fun. Everyone has been forced into a small cage for too long. I hope the world can slowly return to normal with us. Taiwan can do it.
2: As the nations gradually ease pandemic restrictions, Taiwan is also moving towards coexistence with the virus, in line with international trends.
0: Well, it was only a matter of time. Hotels have spotted a gap in the market for pet friendly venues. This summer, a hotel has converted several rooms into special pet suites where you can take your animal companion with you on vacation. It's just the latest round in an exponential trend for animal services as pet ownership continues to grow in Taiwan.
3: Time for a summer vacation. Traditionally, if you wanted to take your pet with you, you might have struggled to find a pet-friendly hotel, and you definitely need to take along a lot of extra luggage.
2: There are not as many pet-friendly hotels, so it's hard to get the dates you want. This hotel provides loads of snacks and toys to play with.
3: This hotel has built 10 special pet rooms and 5 pet-friendly rooms. Bowls, snacks and bathing products are at hand, as well as scratching boards and climbing frames for cats. For dogs, there are baskets and toilet pads, as well as a special no-salt diet. Luxury for both animal and human.
2: If cats come into a hotel, they always need a bit of time to acclimatise. If the hotel feels basically okay like this, the cat quickly feels at home again. Last year we noticed that the number of pets in Taiwan has surpassed the number of children. We expect to have our first pets check-in on July 1st. Right now we expect it to bring in 1,000 guest nights in the second half of this year.
3: Last year, there were more than 2.3 million pet dogs and cats in Taiwan. That rate is increasing annually by a whopping 9 percent, and the annual pet economy is worth 50 billion NT. Whether it's pet food, pet clothing, or even pet schools, the demand for animal services is increasing fast.
0: Speculation is mounting over who the ruling DPP will put forth as its presidential contender in 2024. The two names mentioned the most are none other than President Tsai's former and current vice presidents. An industry leader pledged financial support to Vice President Lai Qingde at a blockchain expo Friday should Lai declare his presidential bid. But the VIP has remained mum about his plans. Meanwhile, former Vice President Chen Jianren, who recently rejoined the DPP, only addressed his decision to rejoin the party in an
2: interview.
3: 台南。Vice
2: President Lai Qingde on Friday attended the Tainan Blockchain International Fair, where he took the stage for an opening speech. Although the event was not political in nature, one industry expert took the opportunity to express encouragement for Lai's anticipated run in the next presidential election.
3: Of this 35 trillion NT, we can invest 3.5 trillion NT in the country's infrastructure. So when you've reached the next level, remember to come and get this 3.5
2: trillion NT. Lai has been seen by many as a probable candidate for the next presidential election. However, former Vice President Chen Jianren rejoined the DPP in recent months, sparking heated debate about whether this move was a stepping stone towards the presidency.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lai has not spoken much publicly about his intentions. Meanwhile Chen has addressed his reasons behind rejoining the DPP during a recent interview on a radio program.
3: At the time, I had a few friends who joined the DPP. They also urged others to support the party. And because we all share the DPP's philosophy, they also asked me, Would you like to join the DPP?
2: Chen said that he and Lai were good friends and that the two had also spoken after he rejoined the DPP.
3: Later on, I had the opportunity to talk face to face with Lai and we talked about this. He told me that he was aware I rejoined the party, but at the time the president hadn't even known about it.
2: With neither Lai nor Chen yet announcing their plans to run for president in 2024, the issue remains fraught with speculation. Only time will tell what the DPP has in mind for 2024. Amid
0: fraught relations between China and the EU, Chinese leader Xi Jinping has sent a special envoy to visit European countries to mend frayed ties. However, at the same time, Chinese diplomats and media have put out disinformation about an alleged protest against NATO in Belgium that was, in fact, a protest against local inflation. Scholars say that even though Xi looks as if he wants to mend fences, wolf warrior diplomacy is a hard habit to break.
2: On Monday, people took to the streets in Brussels to protest the rising cost of goods in Belgium. The protesters demanded higher wages and cheaper goods. A video of the protest was then shared online by the Chinese authorities to spread disinformation about supposed anti-NATO activities. Zhang Heqing, a cultural affairs official at the Chinese embassy in Pakistan, reposted the video of the demonstration on Twitter, but claimed the demonstrators were marching to protest NATO countries supplying weapons to Ukraine. The Chinese state-run tabloid Global Times followed suit, tweeting a similar post about the protest. The tweet was condemned online and in the media in Europe, for being a shameless rumour. Centre for Russia-Europe-Asia Studies Director Teresa Fallon said Beijing may have timed the spread of the fake news posts ahead of next week's NATO summit. However, China's spread of such rumours was nothing new, she said.
3: History has clearly shown us that the People's Republic of China is the sole legitimate representative government of China. Taiwan is an inseparable part of Chinese territory.
2: China's embassy in France tweeted three videos in a row, including one with a Chinese French woman speaking on the issue of Taiwan's sovereignty. In the background of the video on Taiwan, images of Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi and ministry spokesman Zhao Lijian Jian were used to make the video appear to be a news report and to sow confusion. In response, Twitter users left comments telling the woman that history is obviously not your forte and saying that Taiwan is not part of China.
3: This is a very typical disinformation campaign with the war in Ukraine dragging on, Chinese propaganda. This dissemination of fake news is re-emerging. Whether aimed at Chinese or foreign audiences, this kind of propaganda is likely to keep showing up in a big way.
2: Just as Chinese embassies in various countries are engaged in cognitive warfare, Chinese President Xi Jinping is sending its former UN official Wu Hongbo on a diplomatic visit to Belgium, France and other countries in an attempt to mend deteriorating EU-China relations.
3: China wants to clean up its image, but its foreign affairs officials abroad have long been used to acting this way. It has to use this wolf warrior diplomacy to cover itself. It wants to use this so-called wolf warrior diplomacy and its panda diplomacy at the same time.
2: China hopes to mend ties with nations in Europe, but the habits of its officials are holding it back. A failure to rein in its wolf warrior diplomacy could limit Beijing's diplomatic efforts.
0: The body of late Sergeant Major Liu, who had succumbed to extensive burns following a helicopter crash on Wednesday, was brought to his home city of Taoyuan on Friday. Among the four crew who went down in the Sikorsky S-70C anti-submarine helicopter in Kaohsiung, Liu had suffered the worst injuries. Doctors worked hard to revive him but could not stabilize his condition. Family members on Thursday evening made the difficult decision to take Liu off of life support.
3: The late Sergeant Major, surnamed Liu, was loaded onto an ambulance as family members and fellow officers watched on. His suffering over, his body was brought home to Taoyuan. (laughs) Fellow officers lined up to bid Liu a teary farewell. Outside the emergency room, hearts had been heavy. Just one day earlier, Defense Minister Chiu Guozheng had visited Liu in hospital. Nobody knew the following day would bring sad news.
2: I express my solemn condolences and apologies to the family members. The military will handle the follow-up procedures. This regrettable thing has happened, and nobody has been held responsible yet, but we will conduct a review.
3: As of 2 a.m. on Thursday, Liu's condition had not improved, with his blood pressure, heartbeat and breathing remaining. remaining unstable. Doctors worked tirelessly, but were unable to save him.
2: At just past 2am, our medical team put Liu on life support, as his blood pressure, heartbeat and breathing were still not very stable.
3: Liu, 37, had suffered the worst injuries of the four crew members in the crash, with third-degree burns to 95% of his body. Only small patches on his head and feet had escaped the burns, and he had lost consciousness. At just after 6 p.m. on Thursday, Liu's grief-stricken family signed the consent to take him off of life support. At roughly 8 p.m., he was loaded onto an ambulance to be brought home to Taoyuan, his suffering finally over. At 11.01 p.m., The hospital made the announcement that Liu had passed away, and the Navy informed his family that they would handle follow-up matters. Liu was brought to the funeral home on Friday morning, where a forensic examination formally determined Liu's extensive burn injuries to be the cause of his death. His family members have called for an extensive investigation into the cause of the crash. Did you know that peanuts are a major product of Green Island?
0: The peanut grows well on the outlying island, buffeted as it is by waves and wind. We met up with several expert food producers to find out how they make peanut candy and peanut tofu on the popular tourist
1: island. Peanuts and sand are fried together, filling the kitchen with an amazing aroma. Then the peanuts are sieved and rubbed clean of their skins. They're poured into hot syrup, and soon the peanut candy is complete. Visitors to Green Island have always enjoyed diving and relaxing in the island's hot springs. Now they can add a new activity to the list making authentic handmade peanut candy. At weddings and festivals on Green Island, peanut candy is an obligatory part of the traditions. The winds off the ocean are strong here, and the land is full of salt. Few crops can survive. Peanuts are one of the most common crops. They can also be pressed and made into peanut tofu. The excess peanut pulp is poured into molds and weighed down with bricks to press any excess water out. The handmade tofu comes out as white bricks with a subtle peanut scent. It <laughs>
3: It has that peanut taste and it's very silky, not like ordinary tofu, it's softer and silkier. It has a firmer texture and has a very slight salty taste, but a strong peanut scent. It has a higher fat content and it's different from the normal soy tofu you see on the market.
1: Queen Island is remaking its reputation as a destination for foodies alongside its fabulous sun, sea and sand.
0: Heat convections were strong on Friday, causing a sudden violent storm in the early afternoon. Media reports said it was accompanied by more than 200 thunderclaps within a minute, terrifying many people. Trees collapsed on the roads in many places in Taipei City. The Central Weather Bureau reckons there will be powerful bursts of rain like this in the coming afternoons of the next few days. With
3: the weekend's weather, in fact, the high pressure system and the weather system will retreat eastward tomorrow. So tomorrow afternoon, a thunderstorm may develop more violently than it did today. You may see in mountainous regions, in every place on Taiwan's western half, the possibility of heavy thunderstorms. The weather on Sunday will be similar. There is a chance that it will be a little milder than Saturdays but we must be especially careful on those two weekend days. There could be some heavy thunderstorms in the afternoon. The
0: CWB points out that Taiwan is on the edge of a Pacific high-pressure system, but starting next week, Taiwan will begin to be within a low-pressure belt, and a focal point for forecasters will be whether this will lead to the development of a typhoon.